1: and right here will tell perhaps all about that. Third and one and a half in the right back. Simons in the handoff. Ken cuts to the left. First down and more. 30, 25, 20.
2: Simonton on his way. Ken into the end zone. Touchdown Beavers.
1: And the streak is going to end here tonight. Black snap on target to Woidnick. He gets a much better punt away here. Sammy Strader back to his 30-yard line. Starts up the middle. Gets to 40. He's got a seam. 45 midfield. 45-40. He's got a chance to go. 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Beavers! Monumental sort of black suits running in. Nod your head. The black suits. Let me see you nod your head like this. Let me see you nod your head like this. Let me see you nod
0: Right. Serlina, making me sick, right? Earth is worthless to her, she be tripping like Threatening me in my middle, Welcome to, to Illegal Participation, the official like podcast of the Heiner Group. Recording this while firmly get ensconced you. at the Heiner Tailgater headquarters, I'm your host and the big bald guy behind the grill, Bill Heine Heinrich. And joining me as always, from the Twin Pines Vineyards and Airbnb, the director of Thermodynamic Lipid Immersion, my co-host and brother the beach beach how you doing tonight
1: doing good billy the, the snow's finally melting away up here on the hill oh yeah and, uh it sounds like we're gonna get some snow and rain tonight but i doubt if we're gonna have anything that sticks yeah so that's good i still so, got a little bit of snow in my yard yeah i was gonna say how was the snow? i think the snow was worse in portland how was it down in uh, dallas and corvallis
0: it wasn't bad at all um it was weird driving home from work Wednesday night, Thursday morning, Mm -hmm. leaving Corvallis. It was like a fricking blizzard. It was white out. I had a hard time driving, but then I got out past, um, Adair village past coffin, butte landfill. And there was nothing. Wasn't snowing. There wasn't any on the ground. There was nothing. It was a hill. I don't know. And then I got out towards, um, Rick real and it started snowing again. So, and, uh, it got a little bit up here, we had a few inches up here um, Tuesday morning or Thursday morning, and mm-hmm. uh, they called school one day, but part of it is with Dallas School District. there's a lot of uh, kids coming in from the hills, and we are literally right in the foothills of the coast range.
1: yeah, you are yeah, yeah, you I mean real well I mean, I, you I look west going-
0: you look west down my street, and there's the coast range. it's right there. I can count the trees
1: yeah well, you know, I remember when we went to Glencoe growing up in high, uh, at high school. Um, how many people came from like Pumpkin Ridge and the hillsides outside of Hillsborough? Yeah. yeah. And and they, they always got uh, a lot more snow. It was always, always if we didn't get canceled, they were always on snow routes. Yeah, exactly.
0: So, but yeah, it wasn't too bad up here. Um, but uh, it was cold down in Corvallis, but hey, they got their baseball games
1: in this week. That's all. And I, I saw where we, uh, I think we swept them, but I don't want to jump ahead ourselves here.
0: Yeah, well, well, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, okay. I want to remind everyone, if you, uh, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and most other podcatchers. If you want to send us an email, HeinrichTailgater at gmail.com. Remember, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at HeinrichTailgater. And you can also find us on Facebook. Just search for Heinrich Tailgater. Um, and really, we're we're, doing, we're trying to do two shows a month here.
1: Uh, this uh-huh.
0: will be two months now that we're good to go. And really, Let's this
1: start- is we're starting the year off well
0: yeah yeah two for two yeah and really this is just a time for us to call each other and shoot the poop online on on the skype here and record it and just kind of be silly and you Mm -hmm. know talk a little bit well
1: it's still i'm still hoping we pull off a tailgater for the baseball season i'm hoping so but not with
0: not with weather like they had this
1: week no, not at all. But I do, I do have all the pots and pans that I need to bring back down to you.
0: Oh yeah, and you've got my uh, hot plate too.
1: Oh, yeah, probably. Is that the the is that the the elect is that the magnet one thing? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, I do have that.
0: All right. Well, Beach, you ready to talk a little bit of Beaver Sports?
1: Absolutely, Billy. What's
0: going on in Beaver Nation? Well, let's talk a little wrestling, Beach. Oh, wrestling. How are we doing? Well, uh, just for all sports, we're kind of starting to run down towards the end of our winter sports, and spring sports are starting to start up. So, wrestling, beach, Nine of ten bounce went to the Beeves as the 26th-ranked Oregon State wrestling team dispatched Stanford by a 30-3 to margin on Sunday. Of the 9-1 decisions, four Beavers took down ranked opponents, including Matthew Olguin's win over number three for Stanford. Wow. Yeah, so no pins, but uh, all decisions and a few uh, major decisions thrown in.
1: Well, I mean, it sounds like they're a pretty damn good team, so probably getting a pin is pretty difficult.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: Oregon State will compete in the
0: Pac-12 Championships this coming Sunday in Stanford, California, their next time out. Nice. Yeah. So that's moving right along.
2: Okay.
1: Uh, uh, Let's talk a little bit of women's gymnastics. Ooh. How, How... We've always been stellar in gymnastics. How are we doing this year, Billy? I don't know if we've really talked too much about it. Well,
0: Beach, the 11th-ranked Oregon State gymnastics team broke the school beam record, tied the second-highest floor score in program history, and posted season bests on all four events and wrote to a program record 198.075 in a magical night at Maple's Pavilion, defeating number 24 Stanford who had one ninety seven point five seven five so they up they set a program record for score
1: is maples pavilion down there at stanford
0: yeah that's that's where uh that's their gym that's like their gill coliseum
1: when you said they uh they they broke the the beam i thought maybe we had a couple of heavy heavy gals on there so <laughs> that's horrible you bastard <laughs> i don't think if you put all those girls on the
0: beam they could break it
1: well you know but we're more of a woke group anymore, and maybe they're not picking them based upon their talent. Maybe they're picking them based on weight class. I don't know. <laughs> I don't I don't think you can put
0: all the offensive linemen on there. That's a big-ass thing. Huh. Okay, well, you never know. Well, Beads, for the third time this season and the second straight week, Jade Carey posted perfect tens on two different events. Carey picked up her first perfect score of the year on bars while earning her third ten of the year on floor. Hmm.
1: She's uh, quite the talented individual.
0: Yep. Breaking the program record in the all-around last week, Carrie matched that score of 39.875 for the highest all-around score in the country this year. Wow. She, she picked up her 80th career event title with victories on bars, beam, floor, and the all-around, while teammate Maddie Dagan picked up her first event title of the season with a 9.925 on vault.
1: Is, is is she the one that uh, went to the Olympics? Correct. She medaled to the Olympics. Okay. Yep. Okay, so very talented gal. Yep, yep, yep. So, how, how how long does your your abilities for the Olympics go? Do you think she's got another another shot in three years? Uh, does it even have that long? It's probably two. It's probably twenty four. I don't know. They they kind of screwed everything up with COVID, and then we do both well, uh, Olympics. Well, no. Well, they 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 skipped
0: one. Um, next summer games. I thought we had
1: summer and winter together. No, no got skipped
0: no so the next so they were supposed to do it in 2020 but it got skipped because of covid so they didn't do it till 2021 okay yeah and so actually the next summer games will begin friday july 26th 2024 okay and i think it's in la isn't it no no paris then is la the next one i think so okay i think so i know la is coming up again Yep so uh the beeves will finish the road portion of the regular season with a duel at arizona state on saturday march 4th at 2 pm hmm cool yep let's move on to uh basketball beads first up women's basketball always the women are always first what
1: how are, how are they doing well Beach. on thursday that did, night that, did, that sound good that did that sounded like almost like a butt on Thursday night, Beach,
0: Arizona State overcame a near triple-double from Bendu Yaney to knock off Oregon State 75-73. to And it was funny, Beach. So we had a promo at Suds Thursday night, and mm-hmm. one of the regulars was watching the game on his phone, and he goes, hey, look, Billy, Beavs are up by, I think, 16 in the third at that point. And I was like, oh, who are they playing? And they're playing Arizona State, and Arizona State hadn't won a league game all year. Mm-hmm. And I go, well, it is Arizona State, and I go, this is the problem too. It's not the Beavs playing, right? It's the Beavs finishing. They've had a problem finishing all season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they played Stanford just down to the wire in Palo Alto, and then
1: blew it at the end. You, you know, you know what's what's funny is, and, and I just for women, I just feel like they are more consistent than men Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and like we shouldn't have a problem finishing like women should be consistent men I can see you know failing at the end all the time but but women I just have this imagination that that women are just more talented and consistent when they're playing good they're going to win so I don't know I don't know why I feel that way but yeah
0: well, Yaney, yeah. Yaney finished just a rebound short of the Beavers' first triple-double since Sidney Weiss posted the fourth in school history in December of 2016. The Portland native closed with 12 points, 13 assists, and nine boards.
1: She was assists shy of the school record. To, to drop 16 points. Yeah, 60-point
0: lead in the third quarter.
1: Yeah, that, that's just pathetic, especially against what you said is really a not a competitive team.
0: Yeah. And like I said, they just they can't, can't hold them down the stretch. Hmm. Um, just turnovers, uh, poor shooting, and Arizona State got hot. I mean, they couldn't miss.
2: Really? And, and
0: part of the problem that I see, and this is just me as an outsider, that doesn't pay a lot of attention to, I, I mean, I watch a lot of women's games, but mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not as up on it as, say, like football. I yeah. don't see a leader on that team. I just don't see the person, you know, that's going out and everyone's rallying around. Everyone's looking to. Yeah. And you can't just pick that person. They kind of have to become that person. And the other thing, too, is before that Arizona State game, Oregon State's leading scorer, Talia Van Olhofen, um, announced that she was done for the season because of injury. She'd been fighting, nagging injuries all year. And so they were shutting her down for the year. And uh, she was probably the closest thing they had to a leader, mm-hmm. but I still don't completely see it out of her yet. But yeah. anyways, um, but then, Beej, on Saturday, it was senior day, and the Beavers took on number 14, Arizona. And? Well, Beej, the celebration started 24 minutes before tip um, for those seniors, and then that celebration never stopped in Oregon State's 78-70 to victory. Nice. Now the ceremony kicked off the day to honor Ben Dujeany, Noel Mannin, and Jelena Metrovic, and then the freshman they spent the year mentoring took over, never letting Oregon State fall behind. Freshman Reagan Beers led the team with 24 points and 12 rebounds. She also made 10 of 11 three throws at the line. Adley Blacklock posted a new career high for the third time in four games with 22 points on 7 of 13 shooting. Wow. Now up next, Bees. The Bees traveled to Las Vegas for the Pac-12 tournament. OSU is the 11th seed and will take on number six seed USC at eight 30 on Wednesday, all PAC 12 tournament games until the championship are on the PAC 12 network. Okay. And my thing is they can do some damage in there. It's going to be hard without Van (laughs) Ohlhofen put that in there, but they've played with everybody. You know, they've
1: hung in there with every fricking team. Well, and from what you just said, it sounds like we've got some pretty talented younger players on that team.
0: I do. I just think they need some more experience. That Reagan Beers yeah. is going to be a freaking monster. Mm. She She's good. She's mm. good. For uh, a, a big like her, she moves really smooth.
1: How tall is she?
0: Um, I don't know, but she's just – she's an impressive player. Mm. So, anyways, I just – so many times you see some of those uh, uh, taller women – and they just don't move as smooth as you'd like them to. Mm-hmm. And uh, she just moves really smooth.
1: So. All right, Beach. Well,
0: let's talk a little bit of men's basketball.
1: That didn't sound – that sounded like an even bigger butt than the women's.
0: Well, Beach, the Oregon State men's basketball team fell to Oregon 69-67 to Saturday night. S- Son of a bitch. At Gill Coliseum in a game that was tightly contested until the final horn. Now, the game was played before a crowd of 7,270. Include- now, this is what Oregon State is calling. The Oregon State student attendance record of 2,742. They're saying that's a student attendance record. I don't know. I would think they've had more students there before. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if they've ever kept track. Okay but that's what they're claiming as a student. There was a lot of students there, but I've seen a lot before. So, For the Beavs, beach, Dexter Acano scored 17 points on 5 of 8 shooting from the floor, 3 for 4 from 3-point range. and Andala tallied 10 points and 7 rebounds, while Glenn Taylor Jr. had 12 points and 5 boards. Jordan Pope finished with 8 boards. Now, Oregon State came back after trailing by double digits, to take the lead from the stripe in the closing minutes, before Andela knocked down a jumper to put the Beavs up five with just over two minutes to go. Now, Oregon uh, or got back to within one with a minute 31 to go. Now, after an Okano basket, the Ducks evened the score with a three-pointer with 45 seconds left. The beeves then ran down the clock, missed their shot, Oregon took the ball and knocked down a jumper with less than a second to play. Damn it. To secure the win. So they knocked theirs down with 0.3 seconds left. So the Beavs are right there. But again, you got to finish.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You got to finish. And really. Who,
1: who, who missed who missed the jumper?
0: I can't remember. Uh, it might have been Taylor Jr., I think.
1: I was going to say they give it to our best guy.
0: but And it wasn't a bad shot. But it's one of those things you got to hit those. And yeah. Oregon with dagger nailed it. So mm-hmm. um, now the Beavs will close out the regular season next week with a pair of home games against the Bay Area schools, beginning Thursday when Stanford visits Gill. So okay. just just two games left until their back twelve tournament, which will be the week after the women's. Gotcha. Um, next up, softball. Oh, yeah. The Oregon State softball team held on for a two-to-one win over Iowa to close out the Mary Nutter College Classic on Sunday morning. I just like saying Mary
1: Nutter. Yeah, I was going to say anything with the name Nutter.
0: (laughs) Nutter, N-U-T-T-E-R, Mary Nutter. The only thing better than Mary Nutter are Nutter Butters. Absolutely. Love a good Nutter Butter. Anyways, Tarney step to – what was that? I love Nutter Butters, too. Yeah. Tarney, Step 2, the game starter, helped the Beeves, who are 7-8 and 8 overall, gain the early lead as she pitched four no-hit frames and picking up the, her third win of the season. Now, despite starting the game by issuing a walk to the Iowa leadoff hitter, Step 2 settled down and retired the next 12 batters she would face until departing ahead of the fifth with a 2-0 lead. Now, it was the fourth appearance for Step 2 in which she gave up one or fewer hits this season. Abby Doerr continued her heart streak at the plate during her time in California, wasting little time as she drove in the game's first run on just the second at bat. The mm-hmm. native Oregonian slapped a single to center and brought Grace Mesner in to score. Doerr finished the day uh, going three for four with a run batted in. Now following the weekend in Cathedral City, she now holds the team lead and runs mm-hmm. batted in with eight. All right. The beeves will conclude non-conference action with uh, the Utah Tech Trailblazer tournament this week. Uh, that will be a start with a rematch with BYU, which is slated for March second at noon Pacific, and that'll open and play from Saint George, Utah.
1: And and so Utah is not in our, uh, or not Utah, Utah Tech, uh, BYU, Utah Tech, and BYU are not in our conference for softball. Correct. Do most Pac-12 teams have softball? Um,
0: everybody except for. Two, I believe. Maybe three.
1: Southern schools or?
0: Uh, Washington State does not have softball. Okay. I'm not sure about Colorado. I know Utah does. But there is a Southern school that doesn't have softball. Hmm. USC.
1: Really? Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Here, I'll look up Does Colorado. Must, must, must be a financial thing. That was a joke. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> maybe they'll add oh, it. Oh, yep. So Colorado does have softball. Maybe maybe they'll move to it when they uh, – maybe they'll add it when they move to their new conference. Yeah, maybe.
0: All right, Beach. Uh, finally, let's talk a little bit of baseball. Ooh, what do we got? Well, Beach, four Oregon State home runs sent the Bees to a 19-5 to win over Coppin State Sunday at Goss Stadium at Coleman Field, sending the Bees to a three-game sweep of the Eagles. Nice. Brady Casper homered in the first. Mikey Kane went deep in the fourth. And Tanner Smith and Garrett Forrester hit long balls in the fifth to highlight a 21-hit day
1: for the Beeves. You know, with a name like Tanner, you're just destined for greatness in baseball. There you go. <laughs> Oregon State scored in all but the second and seventh inning and posted
0: multiple runs in the third, fourth, fifth, and eighth. Now, eight of Oregon State's nine starters recorded at least two hits. 8 of those 9 batters also recorded at least 1 RBI in the win.
2: Hmm.
0: Now the Beavs are 6 and 1 overall and they'll make the trek to California to play a four-game series with Cal Poly in San Luis Obispo. First pitch at Baggett Stadium Thursday is slated for 6 p.m. Okay. And also Beach, just a little little factoid here. OSU has 11 home runs in 7 games this season. Wow. Now, the 2022... We, we, got some, we got some hitters. Yeah, and the 2022 Beavs hit their 11th home run and their 11th game of last season. And they had some guys that could hit the crap out of the ball last year.
2: Yeah. Wow. Yeah,
0: yeah. so they're kind of on a tear right now. Yeah. This and could, could, could interesting. So, uh, last week, their last game in Surprise, they blanked UC Santa Barbara. I th- so, so Beej, um on Monday... Uh, Oregon State, blank, UC Santa Barbara, 11 to nothing. Wow. And then this week, beads UC Santa Barbara was at Eugene to play those damn Dirty Ducks. Mm-hmm. And UC Santa Barbara swept them. Really? Yeah, at home. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, so that made me a little happy.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's see how the Beebs do on a direct game, you know, head-to-head with them, but
0: yeah. it sounds pretty good. Positive so far someone that hates Eugene and everything that happens in it, that makes me happy.
1: Speaking of that. Yes. Billy, did you hear that? I do. Dude, that was, that was a great segue. And it's like the machine. <laughs> Hold on here, Billy. Let me, I gotta, I gotta rip this bitch. Hold on. Billy. Yes, Beach. This just in. In a stark difference to their standard double-super-secret suspension, the University of Oregon parts ways with student-athlete Sean Holden. Holden was dismissed roughly two weeks ago after being arrested for alleged unlawful use of a firearm, coercion, and menacing, the first two charges being felonies and the third a misdemeanor. While the Lane County District Attorney dropped the charges citing not enough evidence, An Oregon spokesman said there was no change in the status with the team. Oregon coach Dan Lenning said, we have a high standard for student athletes, coaches, and staff in our football program. (laughs) Uh, I'm sorry. And And we are disappointed when these standards are not met. This means the Duck football team is continually disappointing, especially after the Civil War excuse me, rivalry game, formerly known as Civil War, last November. And this has been your Heinrich Tailgater update from Eugene. Beach! Billy. I've got
0: another update. Oh, do tell. Treshawn Holden, the wide receiver dismissed from the Oregon football program following his arrest last week, yes, was reinstated. You're kidding me. I'm dead serious.
1: Well, my machine's a day old here. When did this happen? Uh, this happened... Uh... You know, doing these updates every every two to three weeks makes it difficult.
0: Well, it, yeah, it, it probably... It, it happened actually on, Mon- on, on uh, Friday.
1: Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. So they reinstated him. Yeah. Well, then, you know, there's no need for double super secret suspension. We're just going to do it all out in the open. Yep. So sounds like from what I heard he got into a fight and he brandished a firearm
0: he did have a gun on him
1: hmm yeah but
0: listen. well and, the, and I guess they reviewed uh, camera footage um, uh-huh. from the office and it said that to be fair it said he did make legitimate attempts to de-escalate a dispute with his
1: girlfriend before he pulls the gun
0: he had a gun on him
1: okay so they didn't, because yeah. the the word uh, the, the the coercion was making me wonder what uh, you know coercion means. How are you coercing somebody? Uh huh. So other than with a threat. Yeah. But so, uh,
0: but my thing is why you got a damn gun?
1: That I mean absolutely true. Especially how old is the guy? Um, I thought I saw he was 19, but I could be mistaken. Yeah and and he's not even a i mean I doubt if he has a concealed carry does he
0: it doesn't say he did
1: cuz he came from he was a transfer okay. from
0: Alabama. so he's a fourth year junior so he's probably 21 22
1: okay and he came. he was a, a junior he was a transfer from Alabama correct okay interesting yeah. so they they kick him off. We're not going to take him back. He's not acting like a duck. Oh, we'll go ahead and take it back because, by God, we need to win games. Yeah, I don't know. I just
0: I found it funny.
1: Mm, interesting. It funny. Yeah. But, Beach,
0: uh-huh. on that note, I think it's time to talk about this week's Tommy Tuberville.
2: What's he think I look like? A jackass? You sure do.
0: <laughs> jackass of the week. Every week, like to discuss a person in college football who exemplifies the truly really worst in sportsmanship, leadership, or just being a fan. And, Beach, since we just yeah. had the topic of guns, uh-huh. right? um, we could have uh, done this week's Jackass of the Week for LSU wide receiver Malik Neighbors. What who, did he do? Well, he won't be facing a misdemeanor charge following his arrest in New Orleans on account of carrying an illegal weapon but will right? do it. But he's not they're not going to charge him but you know why are you carrying a gun at Mardi Gras? Mhm. He was down on Bourbon Street. What are you yeah. doing? Yeah. But that's not going to be our jackass of the week. I, I just didn't feel yeah. like oh, yeah. okay, well, we got I'll, one of those I'll, in Oregon, one of those
1: in in in
0: uh, LSU. Eh, that's a dime a dozen.
1: Know, honestly, my my personal take if you're a college football player, probably shouldn't be at Mardi Gras. But I think that, too, (laughs) I was
0: thinking, like, how hard is that got to be for college coaches in that area when that kind of crap's going on? Mm -hmm. You know, no matter what the sport is like, don't go down there. Don't be stupid.
1: Yeah. Only bad things happen.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, it ain't worth it.
1: Hey, hey, I was going to say I was going to. Well, we can talk about it after the remind me about a Netflix show at the end of the podcaster. We'll add it to the end.
0: Okay. Um, We're also not going to talk about Georgia, all sec linebacker, Jamin Dumas Johnson, who was arrested on Wednesday on misdemeanor charges of racing on a highway and reckless driving.
1: Well, you know, if you're making the national news, you you, you must be doing a good job. Well, he was doing
0: over a hundred miles an hour street racing with somebody on the highway a day after he won the national championship, but we're not well, going to, we're not going to do it on there either.
1: And what, what kind of, what kind of car was he? I don't know. Right. Yeah. Know. Because was it one, you know, now that you can just be bribed with stuff, it's okay. Yeah. So,
0: but beach really kind of on that note, you know, we're going to just do it on, we're going to do it on the state of college football itself. Good call. Cause I, I'm just really annoyed with this. And really I read this story and this kind of, Really just ticked me off. So Beach, Mm -hmm. Florida State Athletic Director Michael Alford told his board of trustees on Friday that, quote, something has to change when it comes to closing the growing revenue gap with other conferences, a sign that one of the biggest brands in the ACC is unhappy with the current structure. Now, in a phone interview with ESPN later Friday, Alfred said he decided to make his comments after recent ACC winter meetings in which athletic directors and presidents discussed an uneven revenue-sharing model at length without any consensus moving forward about what to do. So, Beach, kind of like um, the Pac-12, the Pac-12 has... Even revenue sharing, so mm-hmm. Washington State gets the same amount of revenue as USC,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? Everyone gets the same piece of pie. Now, yep. um, there's some schools that don't like that. Usually, um, it's
1: the schools that make the most money.
0: Well, the schools that feel they make the most money. Yeah, I mean that's what it goes. Um, yes. Now, the the Big Ten and the SEC, I believe, have equal revenue sharing, but they make they bring their contracts are going to be bringing in more money. So they've got a bigger pie to slice up.. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now at Issue Beach, the ACC will fall behind both the SEC and the Big Ten in revenue by about 30 million dollars per year when their respective new television contracts kick in, which is 2023 in the Big Ten and 2024 in the SEC. Now the ACC is locked into its television deal with ESPN through 2036. Wow. The league also has all schools tied together with a grant of rights that lasts the length of that contract. Now, in the most recent available financial filing, the ACC distributed a record 578 million to its members for the 2020-2021 season, while the SEC distributed 721.8 million in 21-22. And that is before the new deal even kicks in. Wow. So, yeah, $150 million more before that new deal kicks in. Now, based on market valuation that he had commissioned, Alfred told board members on Friday that FSU contributes roughly 15% of the value in the ACC's media rights deal, but the school only gets 7% of the distributions as one of the 14 full members of the conference. So what they're saying is they, they – Contribute 15% of the value, but only get 7% of the, of the, Mm -hmm. of the money. Yeah. So currently the ACC distributes its revenues equally among all 14 full-time members, but the conference decided to look at different uneven revenue distribution models after recent conference realignment had Oklahoma and Texas leave for the SEC and USC and UCLA join the big 10. Now there's been speculation that the bigger brands in the ACC could be next in line. If there's another wave of expansion, but, but
1: how, hold on. How the
0: hell does hold on.
1: justify this cost, though, if they're losing their hold on. The, the teams in the conference? Hold on, Beach.
0: But the grant of rights is currently keeping the league together because any school that leaves would have to forfeit its media payout and media rights. But at some point, that grant of rights could be challenged in court, especially if the revenue gap continues to go with no relief in sight. Wow. And I, I just – what we're seeing here is just this giant – run to these two giant conferences and there's a certain point just get rid of the conferences yeah just get rid of it and make football one thing
1: here it is and just have division essentially divisions
0: i guess i mean that's basically what it is you, you know what's what's hurts what hurts the pac-12 is being on the west coast mm-hmm. there's less population out here mm-hmm. and because and, because and it, stations and it, want to fill their schedules, they're going to have West Coast teams play at night. Yep, absolutely. And and half the country's not going to watch it.
1: Because it's too late.
0: Yeah, because the game's going to start at 10, 10 o'clock at night.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: I just, I hate what I see going. And ESPN's part of the problem. But I wonder what's going to happen because, you know, you, me, we're both big Disney fans, and ESPN is not doing well.
1: No, they're financially, they're going broke.
0: Yeah, and I wonder if we'll see Disney spin ESPN off into its own thing.
1: You know, it was it's awfully funny because, you know, I think it was maybe 10 years ago, uh, Disney was using ESPN to leverage higher cable fees Correct. from the cable companies because ESPN was the breadwinner. Correct. When it came down to it, I mean, ABC was fine, and and the Disney Channel was fine, and the History Channel was fine, and ABC Family is fine. But it's like, well, if you want if you want all these, and you're gonna have to pay through the nose for ESPN. Yeah. And, and now, ESPN is is not making the revenue. They've had major cutbacks. They've t- fired a lot of talent. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if they're getting their, their their lunch eaten by Fox Sports, or if there's just a drought coming of people not wanting to watch the sport as much. I don't know. Yeah. I, I just, it's, it's interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see this going forward. What, what does happen?
0: Well, and there's talks. Part of it is people are kind of waiting to see what the PAC 12 puts together. Um, There's a lot of uh, rumors and and speculation that possibly San Diego state will be joining the PAC 12. Mm Mm-hmm. And also SMU. Really? Yeah, well, SMU, um, you would get the, uh, where is it? The Dallas market. Mm -hmm. You get a foot into Texas. And part of the two with with the Pac-12 is it's still an academic league. And so schools have to have academics, which hurts schools like Boise State or Fresno State.
1: Are, are those other, do, like does SEC, ACC, do, are they academic? Uh, not
0: not really. Oh, or, or uh, the, the Big Ten is. The Big Ten's got a lot of research going on, mm-hmm. but not the other ones. Mm. And I, I really don't understand why the Big Ten and the Pac-12 don't just join.
1: Well, maybe that's where we're going. I, because, I, I mean,
0: at that point, just join and become one thing. And, and have a, a, a West Division and an East Division.
1: Yeah, it's tw- 25, school, essentially 25 schools in each or approximately 25, 26 schools in each <laughs> Basically,
0: well, just one giant conference and just have, you know, two divisions.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because, I mean, this is where we're going, right?
1: And maybe that's where we're just trying to build our way there and, and nobody wants to, to – it, it, You know, things don't happen overnight. They're an evolution. And mm-hmm. maybe that's this is just the start of the evolution. Yeah. But, I mean, just so. have,
0: have an, an Eastern Division and a Western Division.
1: Yeah. You know, you've got,
0: sense. you've got 12 schools in the Pac-12. How many do you have in the Big Ten? 14? 14 I or 16?
1: Yeah, I think, I think so. 14 or 16? So, yeah, I thought they were up to 16.
0: So grab another 16 and go 16 and 16.
1: Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: But, anyways, because I mean, that's what we're going towards, right? Yep. And, you know, if it, the SEC, are they going to grab some more schools? Are they going to grab Florida State?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I just, I, I don't know. I just, at that point, what's the point? If you're going to have, let's say you did do this, right? And you're like, oh, well, the Big Ten is just going to be one thing. And then there's 16 schools here and say, well, what's the difference of having a Pac 12 or a Big Ten and a Pac 12? Right. Mm-hmm. Then just say, okay, the winners of these two are gonna play each other for yeah. yeah. And and my thing still with football is how many games are you gonna expect these players to play? Before the, the, the football just gets horrible.
1: Yeah. Well, and you you always made that one comment to me, which I've always appreciated is the the playoff issue sounds like a great idea, but as a fan that sits in the stadium That gets very, very difficult when you start looking at a playoff situation.
0: Well, yeah, and like I said, right now you're at 12 regular season games, possibly a conference championship, 13, mm -hmm. plus a playoff game, 14, plus a championship Mm -hmm. game, 15, and they want to add a couple more rounds to that. How many guys are going to be hurt by the end of that?
1: Yeah you know and and do they really want to play that many games because they're trying to make themselves valuable for pros yeah and, and even like, though probably a lot of them will start making as much money as the pros here in the next few years yeah so i just
0: i just i i don't like where it's going yeah i don't like where it's going so the state of college football here in February 2023 you get this week's jackass of the week i know it's kind of a weird thing to give it to but I was just reading that and going god damn like what the hell when is it going to stop when is all this all this conference realignment and these massive more and more and more and more conferences when's it going to end
1: well it seems to me like the Pac-12 is the one that's making the worst choices
0: well we've had some pretty shitty leadership yeah and now we're trying to play catch up and like Mm -hmm. I said they're here the big problem is we're on the west coast you know our, our football can start three hours after everybody
1: else makes you wonder if um, USC and UCLA going uh, to an Eastern conference, if that's not going to be more difficult for them because of jet lag, you know, trying to play those games every, every Saturday and most likely get an early game. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. I'm not saying it's, it's a, it's a huge, but it could be a factor to them. Well, think if, you know? yeah, I know. I agree. Think, I mean, if you got an 11 o'clock game, or a, how how early did the game start? What 11?
0: 11 back there, yeah.
1: Yeah. So 11. That that's going to be essentially a 7 o'clock game. You know, 7 a.m. but game. yeah. Eight. I'm sorry, I don't do the math here. Um, a eight, eight, eight o'clock game. So I, I don't know. It's just going to be a diff, more difficult, uh, mm-hmm. difficult to run for him.
0: I completely agree. Yeah. So, I, like I said, I just I, I don't like where things are going and I don't think it's completely thought out. So, but it, it's going to be interesting to see like where where does it end? Where does it end? All right, Beach. Well, it's time for this week's musical interlude and it was my pick and we're still on the fire theme.
1: Yes, yeah, so what do we what did you get, Billy? Well, Beach,
0: this is a song by British singer John Parr. It's from a soundtrack the song is called Man in Motion.
1: How is this a fire?
0: Well, Beach, the song hit number one on the US Billboard Hot 100 chart on the 7th of September, 1985, and remained there for two weeks. Now, what? it was the main theme for this Joel Schumacher film and the first single for the soundtrack. And, Beach, interestingly enough, the song was created and edited within 24 hours. Is this from Beverly Hills Cop? No. Now, David Foster and John Parr were contracted to write a song for the film, but Parr struggled with inspiration for the lyrics. Well, Foster showed Parr a news clip about a Canadian athlete named Rick Hansen, who at the time was going around the world in his wheelchair to raise awareness for spinal cord injuries. Now, his Mm -hmm. journey was called the Man in Motion Tour. So Parr decided to help that campaign by writing words that would fit vaguely with the film but which directly referenced Hanson's efforts. So Beach, here from John Parr, is the song subtitled Man in Motion, but most people know it as the theme from St. Elmo's Fire. Ah. <laughs> thought that was pretty sneaky <laughs> Yeah, it was kind of
1: sneaky. Uh, uh, good you 80s know,
0: movie too saint elmo's fire great 80s movie but you uh know what's
1: funny is i i only saw saint elmo's fire for the first time like maybe eight or ten months ago really yeah never you know it was it was one i was too young to watch when it came out because 1985 i would have been nine years old yeah so i uh i you know it, Never watched it. And I can't remember what, what possessed me, but I think it was on Netflix or something. I'm like, Oh, St. Elmo's Fire. Not not really, because uh, uh, that was a John Hughes flick, wasn't it?
0: St. Elmo's Fire? No, it's a, uh, uh, I don't know. I don't think he wrote it. It was directed by Joel Schumacher.
1: Okay. It just starred the Brad Pack. Is that kind of what it's, it was? Yeah,
0: yeah, it had a lot of those guys in it.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. And it was, it really uh, kind of, uh, Demi Moore was kind of the central figure in that whole thing, for the most part. Mm-hmm. So kind of kind of surprised me. I didn't realize uh, she was such a uh, uh, main main character in that movie. So, so that
0: that was co-written and directed by Joel Schumacher.
1: Oh. yeah.
0: And so who do you have in it? You have Rob Lowe, Demi Moore, Emilio Estevez, Ali Sheedy, Judd mm-hmm. Nelson, Andrew McCarthy, I, Andy I McDowell. Which,
1: yeah, which I, I think which what three or four of those were in were in. Uh, uh, um, we're in John Hughes flicks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ally Sheedy, Judd, Judd Hirsch. Yep. Um, What's-His-Face was in Pretty in Pink, I think.
0: Yep, El- Emilio Estevez was in there. Chad oh, yeah. He,
1: yeah, because yeah, he was in Breakfast Club. I forgot about that.
0: Yep, yep, yep. Well, and they were all like, you know, that that age hitting right in there, and they were in going into a lot of those coming-of-age movies.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, so.
0: anyways... Well, Great pick, Billy. Yeah. Yep. And I just had to, had to, had to, I, I was just looking up fire songs. And I saw that, and I was like, oh, I love that song. And then I looked up the story behind it because I always wondered why. Because it's called St. Elmo's Fire, you know, theme from St. Elmo's Fire, but it's subtitled Man in Motion. And I was like, yeah. why? You know, like they don't really say, I mean, they, they mentioned St. Elmo's Fire in the song, mm-hmm. but the main theme is Man in Motion. And to me, it didn't really apply apply to the movie mm-hmm. you know what i mean like how does this apply and then i read it and i was like
1: oh well cool so other than it, other than it's a great song and it 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 just kind of gets associated kind of like uh don't you oh, yeah. forget about me yeah you no know? yep i mean that that one there is the breakfast club why well because it's the song they play at the end of the breakfast club yeah <laughs> yep
0: now beads you had something you wanted to say
1: Oh, well, I figured we would just do it after the after credits. But if you want to chat now. Oh, let's do it now.
0: Watched,
1: have you watched the Netflix movie Murdoch Murders?
0: Okay. <laughs> so I haven't. Is this about the trial
1: that's going on? Oh, my gosh. So I went to dinner with Maria and Becky last night. Yeah. And and so I'm sitting there. We're waiting for Becky to show up. And I asked Maria. I'm like, have you seen that Murdoch? She's like, oh, my gosh. I just watched I'm like, oh, my gosh. I did too. It is. So I, so I'm flipping through Netflix and I'm like, Murdoch murders. And then I read the, the synopsis, you know, about a, a, a family with power murders involve, you know, like five deaths or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, huh, sounds interesting. So I start watching it and I think it's in the, they, they or the family in the South Carolina low country. Yeah. I don't know what the low country is, but, but supposedly, so this family goes back like generations of being lawyers and in the government held positions.
0: Well, yeah, they, they count. like, like the, I want to say like the great grandfather, the grandfather,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: the father, like they had held the basically like the district attorney position county, for that area.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For which, which like a hundred years. Yeah. And it's like a conflict of interest in the grand scheme of things well, because they're a practicing lawyer and a DA.
0: Yeah, exactly. So they were basically yeah. the DA plus they had a defense practice and yeah. And up until a few years ago, it was legal in the state of South Carolina, but they yeah. changed it. So they had to whoever had it at that point. I think his name is Alec. Yeah, Alex. Alec. yeah, Alec. Alec. Yeah, he had to give up busted for murder.
1: Yeah. So so it was it's so interesting. So it starts off. It, they're interviewing these these. They're, I'm, they're, I'm sure they're in their 20s now, but at the time they were kids because I think this started in 2016. Uh, the, the son of Alec, his name is Paul, the youngest son. He was a partier and a drinker and and all this stuff. Well, he they go out uh, to a an oyster bo- like an oyster boil or something like that oyster bake. Yeah. To go partying. Well, he wanted to take his boat rather than drive there. Well, you realize when you're watching this thing, the reason why he wanted to take the boat was because he was going to be drinking heavy and they were going to be doing uh, random stops for drunk drivers on the road. So he wouldn't get busted if he was on the boat. Right. Mm-hmm. But he was so snockered and he gets everybody to go on the boat, even though everybody knew he was drunk. You know, they're like, hey, we can just drive. They're like, no, no, no. We're going to ride the boat back. We're going to ride the boat back. He wouldn't let anybody else drive the boat. Ends up running it into a bridge and killing uh, one of the guys' girlfriends. Yeah. Like every Everybody got injured. She was killed. And uh, blunt force trauma from how her she was ejected from the boat anyway so she dies and then the what else oh so then there was another death uh well, one of the
0: key- and so but they but they never they never
1: they never charged him he called his grandpa like literally he's drunk off his ass but he knows to call grandpa grandpa comes and bails his ass out with his dad and then they blame the the driving on one of the guys who was in the boat who wasn't driving right correct, yeah and 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 anyway the just gets him off because that's what these guys do and because they're in a position of influence. Then there was another body that was in the middle of the street, which was one of their their kids from school, which they think the older brother Buster beat up because he was gay. And the rumor was that Buster and him had a gay relationship and they needed to get rid of him rather than have the the negative words come out there. Mm -hmm. And then – uh, the, their financial situation goes to hell. His wife threatens to, to leave him. They, they know she talked to a divorce attorney. Next thing you know, he shoots, both shoots, well, no, he allegedly shoots and kills. Well, no, I'm jumping ahead. His housekeeper breaks her neck and dies while walking on some steps just shortly after he put a massive life insurance policy on her that he says was going to pay to her kids, but instead he absconds with it.
0: Yeah. And so then that basically embezzles it.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so then and then, he's embezzling money from his law firm too. From his law firm too. And then his wife starts wondering why the bills aren't getting paid, and I, I and and so she starts consulting a divorce uh, attorney, but hadn't served or anything had been done yet. Next thing you know, his wife and his son Paul, the one who killed the girl in the boat, they're both uh, they're both shot and killed on their property. Mm -hmm. And he claims he wasn't there, but then there's Skype conversation with his oldest son at, at that time where it shows that his voice was recorded as being on the property, but he says he wasn't there. Mm -hmm. And so now he's arrested, but I mean, you're watching this and you're going, well,
0: well, and then it comes out that he's been, um, addicted to, uh, narcotics and opioids, Yes. And so he's got that going on. He said he's been addicted to opioids for like 20 years, mm-hmm. and that's part of the problem. And I wonder if there's any gambling in there too, but that's part of the money problems. But my thing about it, Beach, and, and don't get me wrong, I I listen to a podcast and they they give updates on this thing the whole time. Here's the mm-hmm. thing that that, I, that makes me, that throws us all weird into me, right? Well, and then the thing is, and you heard about him getting shot, right?
1: Oh yeah, so he goes on the side of the road and gets says,
0: shot. The he says he, says he broke down, so yeah. he he calls people out to come. You know, hey, my car broke down, come get me. By mm-hmm. the time they get there, he's shot in the head. Yeah, like but, grazed on the ear and neck or something. Yeah, like that. and it turns out he was paying somebody to kill him, so his remaining son
1: could get the life insurance policy. Yeah, well, and it was it was his remaining son. They caught him. Going back to the gambling thing, his remaining son, Buster, when, when he got arrested, um, Buster was at uh, like in Vegas gambling. Yeah. And so they're like, well, maybe that's where all the money's going since Buster has his gambling thing. Maybe his dad does too.
0: Yeah. But here's one of the weird things for me. So the, the mom and the son were both shot,
1: yeah. right?
0: Yes. Okay. They both found dead. They were shot with different guns. That's the weird thing. Right. They were shot. One was was a a shotgun and one was a rifle. Yeah. Yeah. And they were both shot basically from the front. And one of them was shot from like a lower angle. Really? Yes. Yeah. I haven't heard this part of it. They didn't go into the show. Yeah. So, but my thing is you're going to shoot them with two. You're going to shoot one put down that gun, pick up another gun and shoot the other one. Yeah. Cause what, I mean, one was a shotgun. One was a shotgun and one was a rifle. Yeah. And you're going to possibly kneel down to shoot one and then stand up to shoot the other.
1: It, it's weird. Well, the thing was too, they found on his shirt, they found, um, uh, blast, um, uh, like if he shot a shotgun mm-hmm. the, the the remnants of the of the cartridge yeah was on his shirt. Mm-hmm. so if if he wasn't if
0: if he, he, if he if it wasn't him he was standing beside it
1: yeah and and if he didn't
0: do or he, or it, he was a, of, he was at least standing around where a gun was shot
1: yeah. And if, if he, yeah, and if he didn't do one, he did he I mean, if he didn't do both of them, he at least probably did one of them. And or he was at least standing there when it happened. How could you kill your own son though like that? And and then what, what got me though was just the the, the son's just like I'm going to call Grandpa and he'll get me out of this mess. You know, oh my God, it's just unbelievable. Yeah. And and again, you know, we talk about you know this this diversity, equity, inclusion bull crap. And it's like all you really want is equality under the law. And this is the kind of crap that people get pissed at is the fact that there's this privileged group of people who are involved in the government who seem to be able to get off scot-free when the rest of us would have the, the, the freaking – we'd be thrown in jail in a heartbeat.
0: Yeah, And they like, get up
1: to it all the time.
0: Yeah. Like I said, it's just a mess. I, 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 if you want, so they said it's on Netflix?
1: Uh, yes, yeah, on Netflix. Okay. I'll have to
0: watch that. Like I said, because
1: yeah, – Mur- The Murdoch murders.
0: I've been keeping up with uh... – kind of a weekly one hour, uh, legal podcast. And they just talk about different legal things.
1: Yeah. I didn't um, even hear, you know, it's funny because I didn't even know that this was a thing. I just, I'm like, Oh, this looks like an interesting show. And then the next thing I know, um, uh, Ben Shapiro mentioned an update on it in yeah. Show uh, on Friday or for Thursday or Friday. And yeah. I'm like, Holy crap. He's so doing, so you know? I listen.
0: I listened to the Adam Carolla podcast, the Adam Carolla uh-huh. show which is a Monday through Friday podcast, but he's got a, he's got a bunch of podcasts he does. And one of them he does is called, um, uh, uh, what it's, uh, reasonable doubt. And, oh, yeah? he, and he does it with, uh, attorney Mark Garogus. Oh yeah. Who is a, you know, famous, uh, defense attorney. Mm-hmm. And I like Garogus because he's intellectually honest at stuff. Yeah. You know? And he's like, look, this is where my thoughts lie, but, I can call balls and strikes, you Mm -hmm. know, impartially. And he's interesting to listen to because he does go at things a lot as a defense attorney. Yeah. And he was like, man, I could pick that apart seven ways from Sunday. So it's just, it's interesting to hear him, his take on it. And Adam is very logical. Mm -hmm. And so he'll pick up things and go, well, wait a minute, this doesn't make sense. And Gary goes, as I know, right. So anyways, yeah, it's an interesting thing. Wow. Anyways. Yeah. So, no. Little little sidetrack there, but I like it, Beach.
1: Yeah. So no, if, if any of our listeners want to watch the Murdoch murders, I found it incredibly interesting. Yeah. So, so and then ho- hopefully uh, as the news progresses, because it's a national story now, hopefully they give us updates on the national news on what happens uh, once he actually goes to trial.
0: Yeah. Yep. Well, because they're under trial right now, so we'll see.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: Anyways, uh, and for those asking, we are still looking at possibly doing a tailgater for baseball season mm-hmm. but we just have to wait until it's a little closer to decide so if the weather's like it is this weekend we wouldn't do it <laughs> you know no rain snow ice not gonna do it so it still might be a
1: good... do we still have baseball in april
0: yeah so possibly in april so april
1: be good because March, you and I are both busy for for a week. Mart, March, March, March is
0: again questionable weather, and then at the end of the month, yeah, you and I will be gone for a weekend.
1: Yeah, and then uh, then uh, May, I'm actually heading to Alaska for a week. Oh, so April, you going up to see Kim? Uh, no, I got a really good deal on a cruise. Did I not tell you this? No, you never tell me oh. anything. We used to talk. <laughs> we, uh, um, I so I got this ad for a a Disney cruise for Alaska for like a a seven, seven night cruise or something like that.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And uh, I thought, wow, if they're advertising to me, they must have, they must be needing takers. So it's to uh, cast members. I wonder if there's a cast member discount going on. If, if, if they're mailing me as a normal person, if there's a cast member discount. So I don't know how to look on, on the hub. So I, I call Lori up and I said, Hey, can Sarah see if there's any discounts on, uh, on uh, disney cruise lines for this alaska cruise and uh, she goes sure we'll we'll check it out because when we were talking when i was down there lori was saying you know one place that she's always wanted to go and never been is alaska yeah and um uh, and uh so sarah looks nine hundred dollars per person really for normally it now it's an inside room so
0: uh, okay so so beach it's Alaska. It's cold as crap outside. It's not like you're going to spend a lot of time on your veranda. Exactly, exactly.
1: And and the boat's big anyway, so there's plenty of stuff to do. And actually, I guess they've retrofitted that boat so it has a viewing area mm-hmm. on the deck. It's the wonder, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's the one we've been on.
1: Yeah. So so anyway, you'll so like normally you'll
0: like the normally, shawarma up on deck.
1: Yeah. Normally it'd be four thousand dollars, and it's nine hundred. Nice. So that's awesome. Lori, I'm like, you down? She's like, we'll go. I'm like, okay, I'll go. Cool. I, for I can't for for the kind of food you get served on there, it's going to cost me, you know, approximately a hundred dollars oh, a day.
0: And that one has some great restaurants. Yes, I know. Yeah, it's some great restaurants. Um, I know one of the ones. There's one that's like a Tiana's place. Uh huh. And so they play like uh, jazz, and the food is all kind of New Orleans inspired. Mm-hmm. And that was the night that Gunny ate like five plates of beignets. Awesome. They just kept bringing him uh, plates of beignets. And just just sent me a reminder, you can get cake of the day on the Wonder.
1: Ooh, I can get cake of the day.
0: Yeah. So okay. if people don't know on the uh Disney cruise ships, not the new one, the Wish, but not the, the Wish. But the other four, well, on all the Disney cruise ships, you get uh room service is included. So almost all room service food is included. There's some snacks I think they charge you for. But you, you just have to you know, tip your your uh, the person bringing it to you, but all the food is included. And on the other four Disney ships, they have something called the cake of the day, where they have a different uh, type of cake every day. And so I've been talking, we've been on one cruise, Jess and the boys and I, been on one cruise, I've been talking about wanting to get the cake of the day, cake of the day. Finally, it's our last day on the ship, and I'm like, damn it, I'm getting cake of the day. So I, I... Call down, and we ordered a little bit of food, and I ordered a slice of the cake of the day, and it comes up, and it's, of course, all in the, the silver-lidded things. And so mm-hmm. Peyton had gotten some chicken strips, because he'd eaten chicken strips at every restaurant on the boat, and he wanted to compare them, and I think Jess got some chicken wings. and There's my cake of the day, and I open it up, and it's frickin' banana. And you hate bananas. And I hate bananas, and I was like,
1: cake of the day, and open it up, and I was like, Ah! Well, and then so I'm I'm so excited after you tell me this that when I get on the wish I'm like I'm telling the girls and Lori I'm like we need to order the cake of the day we need to order the cake of the day they're like what is this I'm like Billy just said all of the boats have cake of the day and they're like they've been on a ton of cruises and they're like we've well, never known about the cake of the day I'm like well this is what I'm told so we call up room service we'd like to order the cake of the day please yeah we don't have that what is that <laughs> <laughs> well I feel like an ass. <laughs>
0: oh yeah that was my cake of the day so, so. anyways
1: that's cool yeah that's i'm cool. kind of excited so we go we go to like Juneau and ketchikan and i think skagway I think. oh nice and we we fly out or we uh we sail out of uh vancouver bc
0: that's what i was gonna ask you go out of seattle or vancouver so cool you're, yeah you're gonna so, meet up in and, vancouver
1: yeah and the only reason why this started was because i still have like three hundred dollars of an alaska air voucher that i needed to burn up oh nice and, and so I was originally looking at going to Pennsylvania and then when this popped up, I'm like, I asked Lori, I'm like, can I, does Alaska fly up there? She goes, not well, but she goes, one of the things we could do is we could all meet in Seattle and take the train up. Oh, that's cool. And I'm like, well, that'd be cool. I said, I've never taken the train further north, nor, anywhere north of Seattle. I've always ended up in King Station.
0: Yeah. Now, if you go to Pennsylvania, I want to go with you because I know where you're oh. going.
1: Okay. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to go to Hershey Park. Hershey
0: Park. I want to go to Kenobles. Mm-hmm. I want to go to um, Kennywood. Maybe we should try to plan that for this summer. I can't this summer. We're doing oh, a cruise. Okay. Oh, okay. But okay. but in the next couple of years, I'd like to do that. Okay. Like I said, yeah, Hershey I'm...
1: Park, Kennywood, Kenobles. Well, like I said, my, my goal is to do something fun every other month. So we'll yeah. see how I do it. Right. I tried to do it last year, and I, got about, I think I got about five. You did pretty good last year. Not too bad. Yeah, yeah. I was... Not was not... bad. Some of them weren't huge, but it's still something to look forward to every two months or every other month.
0: Well, let me tell you, the Wonder's a pretty fun ship. Cool. Yeah. Uh, make sure to bring your own uh, cup for going and getting soda. Yes. We, we always bring our own tumbler, you know, some mm-hmm. bigger so you can get it filled up because they've got self-serve uh, soda machines on there. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, yeah, we, we just got our cruise all set up for the summer. So we're looking forward to it. Nice. We were, we were looking. We're not going to stay on property at Disney World this year. We decided oh. to stay off. Okay. Well, because we're going to rent a vehicle. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, screw that. So we've got four nights at a Marriott. Four nights for 500 bucks. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we're like, screw that. We'll do that. Is that the Marriott World Center? No, it's actually over by Flamingo Crossing.
1: Oh, okay. It's over oh, on yeah. that yeah. Western yeah. gate.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're going to check that out over there, and we're like, we're going to have a a, a a rental car. So then we were thinking about driving out to the port a day early, but mm-hmm. then uh, we actually had lunch today, and we're talking. Jess was like, well, maybe we should just stay at, you know, it, go to the parks an extra day, and then we could drive over Saturday morning, the day of the cruise. Because from Disney World to Port Canaveral is only about 45 minutes.
1: Yeah. yeah and uh,
0: so the boys were like, you know, it wouldn't be bad. So i and I told Jess, I'm like, you don't have to twist my arm to get me an extra day in the parks.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So,
0: yeah. So we've got it all planned out. So we're, we're looking forward to that. So, but we're going to do some other stuff too. We've, we've got our trip next month, the end of the month. Um, I know Jess is going to Florida in April for a 10 miler. Mm-hmm. So I would like to go over to Silverwood for a weekend. Cause I've never been. It's so, totally worth it. I know. So and uh, it's they've not got a
1: huge park, but it's fun.
0: Well, they've got tickets for fifty-five bucks if you buy them before, uh, buy them by Tuesday.
1: Yeah. Well, and I would also highly recommend you uh, go to uh, uh, the downtown Coeur d'Alene Yeah. It's it's downtown Lane is just beautiful to walk through. Mm-hmm. Great little restaurants and shops. And, uh, wonderful little bars. We uh, we went to uh, uh, a little basement bar that had dueling pianos, which was just awesome. Oh, cool. Yeah. Anyways. So, anyways, well,
0: I think that's it, Beach. Okay. I want to thank everyone for listening to show number 194 of Illegal Participation. If you'd like to comment, send a suggestion, ask a question, HeinertTailgator, gmail.com, at Heinertailgator on Twitter, Tailgator on Facebook. Remember, to listen and subscribe wherever you want. Leave us a rating and review. Beach! boy really? Two months in 2023, two podcasts in each. Not too bad. I think it's pretty good.
1: And we've
0: made enough to talk about. Yeah, we were we were out in more than just the weeds. We were out in the back forty pastures. So. <laughs> I want to thank everyone for listening. Until next time, here's a great big go, Beaves. What's
1: up? What's up? Hold on here. There we go. All right, how you doing? Good. 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 We got ripped off. We got ripped off at the store tonight.
0: Like what happened?
1: Yeah, you know, just bullshit. So, you know, I'm doing my thing. I'm, I'm kind of a cripple right now because of my my incident. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm I'm still walking around. I'm just not my foot is still like huge mm-hmm. so anyway um is that normal you roll feet all the time
0: yeah no it'll take a while for it to go down um okay. <laughs> that, that's what when i just barely roll my ankle anymore that's what my ankle looks like
1: okay i got three my my three toes three middle toes are all purple and i didn't even know i hurt that yeah but it's
0: because well it's because all that blood settles down there
1: okay and then I got big big batch of blood on the left hand side and the right hand side of the ankle yep yeah so good times anyway
0: um so this is just uh, we're we're not gonna have a ton to talk about but I just I I wanna try and put out two shows a week and it gives us a chance to talk a month yeah two two a month yeah
1: this one's gonna be quick and dirty
0: yeah real dirty yep like your most, right. like most of your girlfriends. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> mm-hmm. For the be beads. Ah. Alrighty,
1: that's good beach. Yeah, hopefully our people like our recommendations on television shows and yeah. theme parks. Yeah. So. I think no. people just like listen to us jabber. Yeah, but I'm excited. Uh, like I said, I. I'm excited for this, this trip to Alaska because I like, you know, when I was up there to see Kim, I never got a chance to, uh, I never got a chance to see the glaciers. Oh, yeah. And, uh, cause I left a day early and mom and dad, I think, went and they got to, they got to do the, the glacier tour on a boat. And I don't know how much I'll get to see, but I'm assuming going down the fjords, you're going to see something. And hopefully in May, May, you'll still have a lot of cold weather and a lot of ice. I like beer.